Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from sunny Southern California, where the air is crisp and clean. No, seriously, the air is crisp and clean. The parties have begun. The Super Bowl is a mere two days away. So in two and a half days, we will have a Super Bowl champion. Would it be the Rams, who many people believe were put together just for this game, or the upstart Bengals? Man, we got just an unbelievable list of guests that will have joined us, will continue to join us. If you missed any of them, download the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast on iTunes, wherever you download podcasts, or go to the Doug Gottlieb Show page on Facebook. You can get all of these interviews, as well as uh, the All Ball podcast, uh, which which is uh, which dropped yesterday. So we have a lot to get to. Dan Byers got all the news and all the updates. But let's check in here on Fox Sports Radio with... One of the most remarkable stories in the NFL. I mean, like, look, not just this year, but any year. I mean, just maybe below a Kurt Warner level of story is that of Taylor Heineke of the Washington Command Washington Commanders. Taylor. It's it's gonna take a little while to get used to that. It's gonna take a little little <laughs> bit. You played for the football team. Mm-hmm. What do you play for? The football team. <laughs> But now you play for the 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 Commanders. Um, your story has been pretty well documented, but I again, there's I think sometimes it's bits and pieces to it. Okay, so um, played at Old Dominion, and then what happened? But Old Dominion had a great four years there, um, and then I was coming out. And I thought I was gonna I thought I put good enough numbers to go to the combine. Wasn't invited there. Um, had a pro day. Only one coach showed up. Who? Uh, coach Scott Turner. From where? Oh, offensive coordinator. So that's North, North Turner's son, who's now your offensive coordinator with the Commanders. With Commanders, right? Yep. Right. That's crazy. Yep. Yep. And uh, you know, he what, was, what is that? What, like, take me to the emotions of it. Okay. So I'll give you. I'll give you. I, I was. I played at Oklahoma State. I get down. I have dreams of go. I go to the. Um, they have. They have one tournament in Virginia, and then they used to have the Chicago pre-draft. Didn't get invited to the Chicago pre-draft. So then I go to the USBL, but everybody is going to these private workouts. I don't get one. So I remember emotionally what it felt like for me. Mm-hmm. Okay? Football is a little different. The, not getting to the combine. Then you have a pro day, and one guy's there. Mm-hmm. What, what, what was going on with you emotionally, internally, and, and in your brain as well? At first, you get kind of upset. Uh, you feel like you've done enough to get more you know attention but at the same time it was just another step of of my journey to where you only need one person to believe in you sure um it was kind of just like you go back to high school i had some good numbers going up and didn't get an offer till late my senior year and it was old dominion so i you know i, I committed same thing with uh you know pro day coach scott turner comes in i was like you know what if i just make him a believer and i get my chance that's all i got that's all i can ask for and you know it's kind of been that way for you know my whole career you know i was out of league with the xfl and then you know here we are well again but you're, you're kind of skipping steps on me so you go to carolina <laughs> yep. right where, where he is well first i went to minnesota okay yep and i was there for two two years and then a training camp so who's the who are the starter who's the starter when you're in minnesota uh, when I got there, it was Teddy. Okay. And then my... Were you there when he tore his knee? Yeah, I was. 
That was my second year of uh, training camp. And, and, and it's, it is interesting that he then goes and replaces you in Carolina, right? Yeah. Like, that, that's interesting. Um, I, we, I remember when that happened. Like, I remember where I was. And one, because some of the GMs I know everyone likes to generally, uh, and that's not no BS, right? Yeah. Incredibly likable dude. Absolutely. Um, but it was also like, was it really the last series or even play of training camp? And he just dropped back and his knee blew up? It was, it was literally two or three days before the last preseason game, I believe. And uh, it was like he wasn't going to play that that game anyway. So we were just trying to get him some nice reps for the you know week one thing. And it was literally probably the last team rep. And he he does a play action, and next you know you heal you hear like two heels click like cleats, and um, and then he starts screaming. And you look down and you see his leg in a in a way it shouldn't be. And uh, a lot of people saw that, and um, you know, some people were puking, some people were crying. It was just, um, it, it was, a, it was a tough scene. Okay, so case is there, right? Case and comes the year after that. Okay, wait. So, so, so that, that's the year that we went and got Sam Bradford. Okay, so, so, but you're, so you're there, and were you practice squad or full squad? Well, I had a little off the field injury that off season, so I was in a boot. What'd you do? <sighs> Come on, dude. It's like you're, we're, we're kind of past it yeah, now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, you know, I was out. I was locked out of my house, and I thought I could kick open a, some French doors, and, you know, and my foot You tried to break right, into your own house? I did, and it went right through a glass panel, and it cut up my uh, cut up my perennial tendon. Wow. That's, yeah. a, that's a lot of blood. Yeah, lots of blood. So, I mean, you're probably thinking to yourself. I mean, again, I don't want to put thoughts in your head, but, like, I, 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 I bite. Scratch claw to get to the NFL, and then I and then I cut my leg off. Almost cut my leg off. Yeah, right? that's that's one of those. The self inflicted wounds are the worst wounds because you have nobody to blame but yourself. Exactly, and you go to you go to bed at night. You put your head on that pill, and you're like, "What the hell?" You just keep thinking about it. So you know, I'm just happy. So so at that time during training camp, you're still in a boot. It was a yeah yeah that time during training. I didn't get out of a boot until maybe week two or week three of that season. So you're thinking you're you're probably thinking to yourself like if I didn't. If I would have remembered my key, yeah. I would have got a chance to play. Yep. Instead, they trade for Sam Bradford. Yep. Okay. So, what'd you learn from Sam? A lot. Um, you know, Sam. Sam was kind of went through the ringer at that point. You know, he's, he was in uh, the Rams. He was with the Eagles. He was getting a lot of, you know, criticism from here and there. And, and you know, he comes in in the first day. I remember watching him throw the ball, and I was like, "This guy is probably the most talented thrower I've ever seen in person at that time." Um, crazy accurate too. Crazy accurate, lots of velocity on the ball, and it looked effortless. And it's not like this guy is six four, two thirty. The guy was six four, maybe two oh five. Right. He was like a twig, but he can he can roll with it. He can spin it. Very smart, good leader. Learned a lot from him. So um, we still keep in touch a little bit. Um, how'd you get to Carolina? Um, so, so Minnesota, mm-hmm. okay, and then the next year it's Case, and next you guys go case. on that. You guys go on that incredible run, right? Yeah, yeah. So that next year, I was actually battling with Case to get that backup spot, um, and, and Case beat me out for it, and I got cut after that training camp. And Case is very, and I, I've known Case, followed him obviously in college, like very similar, right? About mm-hmm. similar size, similarly athletic. Yep. Unbelievable 15-year college career, yep. right? Like <laughs> he's a doctorate two times over at, at Houston. No, seriously, six years though there. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're battling when, when he beats you out for the backup spot. Mm-hmm. What's, what's that? Because you did have sweat equity with Minnesota. You're like, look, I've been here. Mm-hmm. What was, did you, what, what did you think? Well, the biggest thing was, you know, that year previous to it, when, when Sam was there, um, you know, Norv Turner had a little um, 
he left halfway through the season um and then you know obviously scott left that next year so you know the guys that kind of brought me in yeah. weren't there anymore and it was, i knew it was uphill battle and uh you know case case beat me out fair and square that that training camp he, he balled out and you saw what he did during that season he yeah. led him to what was it the nfc championship N- game nfc championship game yeah and um where, where were you doing the minnesota miracle I was I was watching it in Houston because at that time I was in I was in Houston uh, just finished our season and I, I remember watching that and my jaw hit the floor when that happened I, and it, it could happen it, to a better person with with Case Keenum and then Diggs as well I came in with Diggs and he's kind of the reason why I'm still in the NFL but that it's interesting though was there any that could have been me yeah um, it's real but you know I don't go back and look at that you know it's I'm. I am where I am today because of that stuff that happened. No, no question. You, know? yeah. um, you, you had a cup of coffee in New England. Mm-hmm. Did Were you around the goat at all? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard the story, but no. first day I got there, it's a Saturday morning. Um, they signed me Friday. First day was Saturday morning. I was like, I'm going to be the first one in the facility. I'm going to make a good impression. I'm going to be here for a while. Get this is October of 2017 for people who, who want the right? So we're yep. in the season. This is not preseason. Yep, we're in the season. And I walk in, and I'm going to be the first one in the quarterback room. Walk in at 515, and Brady's already in there. Cup of coffee, feet up, watching film on a Saturday morning. And I don't know if people know, but Saturday mornings are usually late mornings. You come in. It's kind of a walkthrough. And then, you, and then you travel. This guy's in there at 5.15 watching film. And I was like, God dang, this is this is cool. The uh, black coffee? Black Cream, coffee. Black coffee? Yep. So now uh, immediately we were like, I'm going to get a black coffee too. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do whatever Tom does. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, he, he has his own little routine. He's got that TB12 diet going on. I don't know if I could do that. Lots of shakes and stuff. I like my red meat and, you know potatoes um okay so was he was he cool did he introduce himself or were you just i don't know who that guy is and i don't really care and he's just kind of i introduced myself but it it was his reaction was funny because he kind of turned around looked at me like you know who the hell are you yeah and because you know i'm sure he's seen a lot of guys come in and out i'm like hey taylor heineke new practice squad quarterback nice to meet you and he's like take a seat so i just took a seat in front of him we watched film for maybe 30 minutes and i kind of just picked his brain a little bit that's pretty. That's a it's pretty cool deal. Very cool. I was there for three weeks. Um, cool three weeks. Um, what 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 did you learn from him? What when you're watching him play? What what, what and, and you know, ten years from now, your son goes, Dad. What was what was Tom Brady like when you were there? What would you say? It's the details that makes him great. Um, I remember the Tuesday Tuesday uh, afternoons we would have meetings with him and Coach Bilchek, and uh, they would go through every single person on their defense, talk about where they grew up, you know, if it was a single family household, um, you know, what they studied in college. They have a boyfriend, a girl, girlfriend, kids, um, you know, everything. So, and then we watched like 15 clips on each person. I'm like, this isn't the same from anywhere else I've ever been. So um, it's stuff like that that you, that really, you know, speaks to you. So you go to Houston. Mm-hmm. Is that Bill O'Brien was there? Bill O'Brien. So, of course, obviously that's the part of the New England guys probably said, hey, this is a good guy to have. Mm-hmm. He, he can play a little bit. And they had a bunch of quarterback stuff, right? Savage went down. You had TJ Yates. They're kind of running through through quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. What was your experience there like? That was a lot of fun. Uh, again, OB coming kind of coming from the New England branch and uh, picking his brain. I liked him a lot. Um, but, yeah, I came in, and, and Tom Savage was having those concussion issues. And T.J. Yates is, you know, kind of from the same area I was in Georgia. So we kind of hit it off and had a good relationship there. And, again, um, was not expecting to play when I went to Houston. And then, sure enough, on Christmas Day, T.J. Yates goes down, and I'm thrown in there. And um, 
playing on Christmas Day. Is that, so your, is that your first live reps? First live reps. What do you remember? Remember my first completion being the Will Fuller for 10 yards um, and then hand the ball off a lot. We were moving the ball, and the next thing you know, I get sacked, and uh, the people upstairs thought I had a concussion. So yeah, that kind of ended pretty short. <laughs> <laughs> At least you, you do, in fact, remember it. Even though you had some sort of concussion, you actually remember the snaps. Absolutely. So, I mean, I remember the snaps. Did, 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 did you, at that point, I mean, now you've, you started in a playoff game, right? Now we're now you're a different guy, mm-hmm. and you've been through a lot. But early on, like, you're take, was there, is there ever a moment where you're like, yeah, I made the NFL? You know, you kind of get complacent when you're, my first three years, you know, when you're third string and you're just sitting in street clothes and you're getting paid, you're like, oh, this is nice. I can get used to this. But at some point, you got to do something, and you got to earn your spot, and you got to, you know, keep keep grinding. And you know, I feel like I had to do that last year when I got my opportunity for the playoffs. I just, I remember I told myself I was just on the couch. I didn't know if I was ever going to play football again. And I'm going to go out there and just leave it all out there and have fun. And uh, uh, it worked out well for me. But I, the relationship part with Scott Turner is is amazing because I've tried to explain to people like that's, all businesses are like that, mm-hmm. right? They're all like that. Mm-hmm. And it's no different in coaching and GMs. Like these guys, they have relationships. That's how you got to Carolina. Mm-hmm. And you had the one guy who believed in you, and he happened to have the chance to play you, and now you get to be a starter with the Carolina Panthers. How crazy is that that the one guy mm-hmm. who's at your pro day happens to be an offensive coordinator with the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, it's again, it's, uh, it comes full circle, and it was, uh, I think, five or six years at the time that I was in the league, and I finally got my first my first start. So it didn't go the way I wanted it to. tore my tricep, but... I mean, like, it keeps going. Like, you kick your foot through a window, <laughs> then you tear your tricep. Okay, how... Uh, so the story I read was you were going back, you were what, teaching math? Taking math classes. Or taking, taking math classes, uh-huh. and it was your, your trainer, your workout guy who you've been with forever, mm-hmm. who was the guy who kept pushing you, right? Yep. What's his name? Earl Williams and Joel Seidman. So, and you're like, I don't know. And they're like, bro, keep pushing, keep okay. pushing, keep pushing. But that's the hardest thing for any athlete when you're not part. You've been a part of your team your whole life, yep. and you got to just see a possible future and How'd you do it? Where did that strength come from to keep pushing? To, to be honest with you, there was a lot of times where I didn't want to go work out. Um, and and I, I found a, a real joy in going to the gym um, just to stay in shape. But then training like high school kids and training college like JUCO kids. And when they went out there to train, I would train with them. I would run routes with them to stay in shape and stuff. But that's how I really kept on going. I didn't ever thought I was going to play again. I just I was going to train these kids. I saw them getting better. I, I liked it. I was like, maybe I want to get into coaching. And then sure enough, me doing that and staying in shape and being ready turns into a playoff game. Yeah, it's a playoff game against Tom Brady. Against Tom Brady. When you when you hugged him afterwards, because he did stay on the field for you. He doesn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. Stayed on the field for you. Did he remember you from that, 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 that black cup of coffee? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome! <laughs> That's amazing! You know when you know half of his life he's playing in the NFL, uh, I'm sure he sees lots of people come in and out the door. That's that's really in- incredible. Yeah. So, so, what's... I know you don't want to take a victory lap, mm-hmm. but like... You're starting quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Right? You keep you're surviving mm-hmm. in a sport where there's new dudes coming in every year. What's next for you? You know, I think the biggest thing now is you know the biggest question mark coming into this year was can he play and can he stay healthy? And I think I checked both those boxes this year. Um, COVID. Yeah. Except for the Rona. Exactly. Only the Rona can shut you down. <laughs> but yeah, I think I checked those two boxes. Now for me, I just want to keep getting better. And uh, whether that's starting or being a backup for somebody, I want to bring some value to a team, um, help them 
try and get, go win a Super Bowl. Uh, that's that's the main goal. So uh, for me, you know, just stay in this league as long as you can and keep playing football as long as you can. Uh, it's the love of my life. So, um, you know, that, that's my goal. How tall are you really? Six foot one. Okay. If, if there's a six foot one quarterback out there that doesn't have many scholarship offers, that, that what, what's, what's the message? What, what's, what's the message to somebody in your position or a youngster in any sport who's being told, hey, you might not be tall enough, you might not be good enough? Mm-hmm. What's the message? The message is all it takes is one person. Um, and that there's a lot of people out there. And another thing, too, is you might not get offers from SEC, ACC, big-time schools. And that's okay. If you're good enough to be in the league, they're going to find you, and they're going to get you. So um, if you're undersized, you're being told you're undersized, or if you can't do it, just keep working at it. Um, you know, dedicate your life to it and, 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 try and, and go, try and go achieve it. Because, you know, I'm not the only one in the league that's done it. Uh, there's lots of guys out there. And um, so, again, for those guys out there that don't think it's looking too good, just keep working. Uh, if you're good enough, they'll find you. Well, they definitely found you, and you have made the most of it. Uh, I'm honored to have you on. I, I'm, I'm amazed by the story, but even more amazed by your persistence. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. Appreciate, appreciate you having me. Uh, pleasure's all ours. Taylor Heineke joining us from the Washington Commanders. Eric Metcalf is an all-time great with the Cleveland Browns. We'll get his thoughts on what went wrong for the Browns' season and how that other team in Ohio got to the big game. That's upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show rolls on Fox Sports Radio live in L.A., Radio Row. The great Eric Metcalf is going to join us, two-time first-team All-Pro. If you grew up in the 90s and you remember the Browns back when they had Webster Slaughter, right? Vinny Testaverde, Eric Metcalf was, was basically Tyreek Hill. Like, don't kick it to him. Don't kick it to him. Don't, and people kick it to him and they take it back to the house. Don't have to kick to him. Eric Metcalf in a second. First, though, Dan Byer. I already offended Eric Metcalf. I didn't mean to. I just had a, I had his T-shirt when I was you younger. You said he was old. No, I, I could get four T-shirts for school. Like that was like that was our school shopping. Yeah. And I one of the one of the shirts I picked was an Eric Metcalf T-shirt. And that's in Wisconsin. Too. Yes, yes. And it's a Packer I, hater. Yeah. No, he's an Ohio State fan. Yeah, I'm a Seahawks Eric Metcalf fan. fan. Yeah. Seahawks so fan. So did he wear the Eric Metcalf twice? Because he said four. It's five yeah, days. Yeah, five, five days. <laughs> Monday, then it comes back again on yeah, Friday. Yeah, rotation. <laughs> True story. I even looked up the exact T-shirt. All right, some news from Super Bowl 56. Tyler Higby, Rams tight end, out. Placed on injured reserve, so he will not play on Sunday. But the Bengals should have their tight end. C.J. Uzama is expected to play despite a knee injury suffered two weeks ago. Following an inquiry to the football program, Auburn has announced they're retaining head coach Brian Harson. ACC is suspended. Brian Harson's not fired yet. No, no. They announced Soon. that he's staying, and that's not good. The ACC has suspended Clemson's David Collins for Saturday's game against Notre Dame for his flagrant foul on Duke's Wendell Moore Jr. during last night's game. U.S. right now sixth in the medal count at the Winter Games. Check out the latest lines of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. James Harden not likely to make his Sixers debut until Tuesday at the earliest, according to ESPN. Do you think that's a reaction to Charles Barkley? Like, he's not hurt anymore. He got traded. <laughs> they said they want to evaluate him. They want to evaluate him. Let's do all. Let's all do the finger thing. Evaluate. Air quotes. <laughs> Air quotes. That's right. Eric Metcalf joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. You okay with being the '90s uh, Tyree Kill? Is that an okay reference? Yeah, somebody has to be the first something, right? And so I, I like that. Okay, so here's what I remember about okay. the Browns teams. 
Webster Slaughter, and who is the other wide receiver who, when they'd score a touchdown, they'd go up and do a chest bump, but like up in the air? No, Sky Five. That's what they call it. No, Sky they, Five? They just get a high five. They'd Sky was Five. It? it was Reggie Langhorn. Reggie Langhorn. Reggie Langhorn, and, Webster Slaughter. And Webster Slaughter, yes. and they used to do it, and the old dog pound. Yes. It was actually on the cover of Sports Illustrated. It was. And I kept that cover because it was so good. There was so much air in the Sky Five. Yeah. How come you didn't get in the Sky Five? Well, well they actually started before I got there, and, and so I didn't. You know, I, I want to celebrate by myself. <laughs> I'm like, I did this. Let me celebrate by myself. <laughs> what? Yeah, and, and for people who don't know, you do a Browns uh, podcast for Believes, for the Believe Podcast Network. Um, well, I pointed out that what screwed up the first round of the, the wild card round of the AFC playoffs were a couple teams had absolutely had the talent that should have been in the playoffs. The Browns, they had a bunch of injuries, but also some dysfunction. Browns, the Ravens, and the Chargers. Right, like those three teams should have been the playoffs. If you take them and put them as the bottom three playoff teams, it's a much more competitive first first weekend as opposed to what we saw. Is that, is that fair? I mean, that's fair. I mean, I mean, we look at Cincinnati going to the Super Bowl uh, in the middle of the season. The Browns went in the, in the Cincinnati and beat them forty-one sixteen. Chargers beat them as well. In, as well, in so you have these teams that have, are, have actually beat the team that's in the Super Bowl. So. If everything, like you said, the dysfunction, the injuries, the COVID, if everything were perfect, the Browns definitely have a roster that could have been here this weekend. They have Baker's has fifth-year options already been picked up. So they owe him, it's like 19 mil, right? Yeah. And as of now, they're kind of standing behind him. What do, what do you think they do? You know, I'm I'm perplexed. I mean, I, I understand the 19 million option year. Um, if you talk about Baker, is he a – Franchise quarterback, in my opinion, no. Can he win a lot of football games in Cleveland with that roster? Yes, but everything has to be right. And so I don't know if they move on. I don't know. I think it, it, I think this year coming is a telltale year for sure because if they don't go to the playoffs, I, I think they move on. Because when you think about it, uh, Baker is not Andrew Barry and Stefanski's guy. Right. And so, you know, that makes him a step stepchild like we've all been. Right. And so they, they can move on and, and, and go get what they think they really like. Um, look, I understand that, one, he was coming off of an injury. OBJ was coming off an injury. Okay. And, like, some of it is on him. Right. How hard did he actually work? Was he where he was supposed to be? But. I would say that his, especially late season success in L.A., that does not look good for Baker. It, it really doesn't. And, and, and so when you look at the, the Cleveland fan base, everyone is it's, it's like Baker or OBJ. That's how they cite it. And, and when you didn't really have to, it was a matter of Baker was playing hurt, OBJ comes back. I look at OBJ as one of the best receivers in the league. You look at Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, if people are double teaming them, those coaches still scheme them a way to get the ball. They find a way to get these these guys the ball. We just didn't do that for OBJ, and and so I can see the uh, the dysfunction. I can see his attitude about not wanting to be in Cleveland because I tell people all the time. I was on a team in Cleveland in '94. We went 11 and five. I didn't feel like, and we went 11-5 and went to the playoffs, won a game, and I didn't feel like I was contributing like I wanted to. I asked to be traded. So as a player, I understand his frustration because you always want to be involved, and he wasn't getting those opportunities. Was Belichick your coach then? Yes, he was. Well, what was your experience like with Belichick? Well, you know, it was, it was a good experience. I knew back then that he, would, uh, he was a very good coach. Didn't know he'd win all these Super Bowls. Sure. But he had just come from the Giants with us. Um, he... he he was he played attention to detail. That's the thing. So that's how you knew he was going to be a good coach. Um, for me, I'm 5'10", 195. 
I wasn't his type of running back. He come from the Giants, like I said. They play smash mouth football. Yeah, Joe Morris. And, and, and yeah, and, but and, Joe and, was a thick little guy, and their line was better than ours in Cleveland. I hate to say that, you know, but but that this this is the truth, right? And so, the way Bill wanted to play football was three yards in the cloud dust in between tackles. I wasn't that kind of guy, and so he didn't really feel like I was his type of player, which which is far different than what he uses now, right? Now, now you would have been. Alvin Kamara, right? Now you would have been, they could split you out wide. I mean, wouldn't you have fit better now as opposed to early 90s football? Now I would have been rich. (laughs) 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 I would have been rich. I mean, when I saw uh, Christian McCaffrey get his contract, I was like, man, I should be playing now. Because because a guy of our stature, you know, 5'10", maybe close to 200 pounds, now, guys, because of the way the game is played, we can be every down backs because they, they don't have to run in between the tackles and, and the eye formation. They, they use the jet sweeps, uh, catch the ball out the backfield, and actually uh, run some sweeps and things like in traps. And so it makes it fun for these guys because they can play every down. Two-time All-Pro uh, Eric Metcalf joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, how, have the, how have the Bengals done this? You saw them twice this year take on the Browns. You do a podcast for it. I mean, we've all watched these playoff games. You, you know, it's not you, it's not just that the offensive line and Burrow coming off of injury, but you're also not supposed to be able to get behind to a team like the Chiefs. They got behind twice, beat them twice coming from behind. They went on the road in Tennessee to get them to turn the football over. How have they done this? When I look at it, I, I, I honestly think that at halftime, they're making better adjustments to what the other team is doing. I mean, granted, you, when they play Tennessee, gets, Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times, but you can't account for Ryan Tannehill throwing it to, back to them three times. But they still are able to make adjustments offensively to get points on, on, on the board. And, the, and they've done a good job they're, with that. They're a young, resilient team. And uh, they, they're fighting good. And I, you know, I, I like the team. I don't think they'll beat the Rams, but I, but I like them. All right, let me, let me ask John Ramos. You cue up that sound. This is, so last night, Aaron Rodgers uh, gets the MVP award. Okay, so here I'm going to play it for you for people who haven't heard it. Okay, when Aaron Rodgers got the award, there's like two different, like if he's leaving breadcrumbs for what he wants to do, (laughs) there's two different paths there. So I want to hear which one you hear. Here's Aaron Rodgers last night. I'd like to thank the Green Bay Packers, Mark, Brian, Russ, our incredible fan base. It's been uh, an amazing 17 years. So thankful for the memories and the moments over the years. Uh, I'd like to thank Matt LaFleur and his perfectly groomed eyebrows. Where you at, Matty? There you are. Bree, thank you. Great job tonight on those. But in all seriousness, two out of three years winning this thing, you're a huge part of this. I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for trusting me, supporting me, empowering me, and making things easy for me. Appreciate you, buddy. Couldn't have given better words or said better words about your head coach, like, ever, ever. But there was the kind of past tense of, hey, it's been a great 17 years. That sounds to me like I'm on the first thing smoking. <laughs> I'm, out that's, that's, I'm out of here. I mean, cause, I mean, he would have been like, I can't wait till next year, you know, if, if that's what he really wanted to do. We had an amazing year. We didn't accomplish all that we wanted to. But moving forward, we can, we can still get better. But I, I, I didn't hear that. So, I mean, they have to trade him. Where yeah. do you think he goes? If I had to say right now, I would I would think Denver. 
I, I would think Denver's coach went there, you know, and and they, they have a very good defense, so they, that gives you a, a chance. You just got to get a few more playmakers, and, and he can go out there, be closer to the West Coast, and, and do his thing. All right, well, Jerry Judy, potentially his, uh, one of his next wide receivers, is going to join us upcoming next. In the meantime, Eric, really appreciate you joining us. It was a thrill to see you play, to meet you, hang out with you, know you got this, the Browns pod going. is awesome stuff. Thanks so much for being our guest. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, it's appreciate Eric Metcalf, the two-time All-Pro, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called up on game what is up on game you ask along with my fellow pro bowler tj hushmanzada and super bowl champion yep that's right plexico burris you can only name a show with that type of talent on it up on game we're going to be sharing our real life experiences loaded with teachable moments listen to up on game with me lavar arrington tj hushmanzada and plexico burris on the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast from. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21. President in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. One of the many reasons people believe the Broncos are a quarterback away well, it's just because they're quarterback way. It's because they have talented dudes like Jerry Judy, who joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. If they could just get the right guy, right? The right guy, maybe one who won an award last night. Jerry Judy joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Jerry, how are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Everyone's talking about your team and how close you guys are. Yeah. Uh, how close do you think you guys are to getting back to getting into the playoffs and being part of this mix? I know, uh, I mean, we got a pretty good team. I know there are probably some missing pieces in, in there, but overall, I mean, we're pretty young. Um, uh, and I feel like we got uh, great fits overall in every position. So I'm very excited to see what we got going on next year. When there's a coaching change, I, I, do, you, do you have a conversation with your new coach? Do you stay away? What, 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 what have you, this is your first experience in that. Yeah, this is my first experience. So you always want to have a conversation with your new coach just to get uh, the feel of him, um, not even on a football standpoint, and just knowing each other as uh, people. So it's always good to know um, what's new and what to learn about your new coach. Jerry Judy joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Cooper Cup's having an insane year, yes. right? And there's your – your route running, your ability to get in and out of in and out of breaks is amazing. Yes. When you watch him, what part of his game, the the art that you that that you try to perfect, that you're like, ooh, I like that. I want to I want to try and do a little bit more of that. Uh, I mean, Cooper Cut, he's a great route running, um, great football player. He do a little bit of everything. Um, just watching him and the, the way he play fast and understanding the defense and know where he need to be at and the time of the play, that really gets to me. So, you know, that interview that went viral of him yeah. of him talking. Yeah, where he's re- he, he's telling you, taking you through all of his thoughts and the coverage and all that stuff. Yeah, see, stuff like that, that would excite me. You see that. People don't understand that that part of the game. Right. So. They think they think you just go long and we throw it up to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's like when you're a little kid, just go long, I'll throw it up to you. Yeah. Or you just get open. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot more there's a lot more to it, right? Yeah. There's an incredible amount of intelligence it takes to understand what you're supposed to be doing, where you're supposed to be, the depth of the routes, so that that guy who throws it to you knows where you're gonna be. Exactly, right? exactly. So, you know, stuff like that, just knowing the read defense fast and stuff like that really that's where I really like seeing the game, just seeing him 
do what he do. I, I've been watching Cooper Cup for a long time, watching his college and watching his, um, and now these these years. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty exciting watching him. And then you know, um, uh, Jamar Chase is. I mean, he's kind of insane with what he's been able to do. Obviously, he didn't play last year. Yeah. Uh, what what is it about? Chase the, that you see that you like that you're like well I, I like that part of his game you know uh, I played against him against LSU so you know I know Chase um, very well but you know just his deep ball ability to play the his playmaking ability you know run after catch do he do everything well so yeah I love watching his game did you know OBJ I don't know if he, he wasn't faking it but he just it didn't see I guess he wasn't a good fit in Cleveland because now all of a sudden he's back mm-hmm. right yeah so all of us were watching like man is OBJ washed like what's going on and now all of a sudden he's Back to being a dynamic wide receiver. Yeah. Does that is that just proof it's about fit? Yeah, uh, of course, of course. You know, uh, I don't, people, people. You know, some people know OBJ not washed up. You know, it's all about being in the right system and getting put in the right position to make plays. So now that he's in the right position, giving the getting the opportunity. So we see in OBJ that everybody been know about him. So yeah. Jerry Judy joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. If you could tell yourself, your old self, mm. to a couple years ago when you come in the league, mm. man, one piece of advice that would have helped you, had you known it before you've done it, what would it be? One piece of advice? To yourself that you didn't know that you've learned now that you're a vet. Because you know you're a vet now. You're not a young buck. Yeah. Uh, just keep a routine, you know. You know what your body needs to prepare for a game and what type of meal and what type of things you need to do to get yourself better. So I think that's the biggest thing, just having a routine. So what's your meal? What's, what's your so, – so let's say let's go, um, let's go night game, okay? Okay. Night game. Okay. Right? You're playing at home, mm-hmm. okay? NBC Sunday night night, night football game. Yeah. What's your routine on, on a Sunday? Uh, you know, sometimes it depends. Sometimes it depends what it I'm in the depend. mood for. It if do, it's a routine. It do, the routine it, has it, to it be do, the same. It do because my, my chef sometimes get it, it get it depends what I would just want want to eat that day. So, so uh, uh, I'm more like. I'm more part of like pasta, something yeah. slight but not too heavy. You feel me? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hungry tiger is a much more dangerous tiger. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, or hungry crimson tide. I don't want to do the the, <laughs> the, 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 the tiger thing. Yeah. I, I, you do like everybody likes Joe Burrow's swag though a little bit, right? Mm. Like, there's no, there's no guys like man. That guy's. I, it seems gen, genuinely like guys like him, and even on other teams, like the way he carries himself. Yeah, yeah. He, you could tell he's just a, a genuinely cool dude, just the way he carries himself of his uh, everything about him. So, you know, he, he seemed very cool. Jerry Judy joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, uh, the Super Bowl and it being something that the Broncos have experienced a ton of. Uh, we started by talking about how close this team, how close this team is. Mm-hmm. For somebody who's come from a place where all you did is win mm-hmm. before you got to football, yeah. how do you handle not winning. How has that? How has that affected you, kind of emotionally and going to work? I mean, emotionally, it do affect you a little bit. Come, come from winning to um, not winning as much, so it kind of do affect you. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to just do what you need to do to be the the best player on the field to help your team win. So, uh, you know, I just keep keep my head up and keep driving and just keep doing what I do to get better than be the best player I could be. Um, if Aaron Rodgers were to come, is he allowed to wear that suit he wore last night? 
Into the locker room. Hey, he he go whatever he want. He Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does it? Does it? I mean, has 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 is there a text chain going out? We're like, hey, who's going to recruit him today? Who's going to get on? Are you are you guys? Is that an active thing that where you guys can try and figure out a way to get Aaron Rodgers? Oh uh, nah, we we don't, I don't think. Well, at least not me. I don't. I ain't do no texting or anything. Uh, so nah, not really. Snap him or whatever, so that way it disappears. There's no, there's no tampering. <laughs> Jerry, it's great to catch up with you. By the way, the uh, uh, the, the kicks are, are nice for people who don't know that he's wearing some Air Dunks. Yes. That uh, are those are those uh, Travis Scotts or those regular Air Dunks? Uh, actually, they, these regular Dunks. Um, Nike sent it to to me. Uh, so shout out Nike for it. Kind of Christmas colors. Oh yeah, it get, get, get a little thing. Christmas vibe to it. You know, even though. Yeah. This is football Christmas. Appreciate you catching up with us. No, thank you. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Okay, so uh, we got a bunch to get to. Melvin Gordon will join us next hour. Darius Rucker will join us next hour. Aaron Jones will join us next hour. And um, uh, that should be really, really, really good stuff. Um, By the way, I think I set the new land speed eating record Jason Stewart, right? Before we had Jerry Judy, we had a little bit of break. And you went and grabbed us some burgers. And I had a half-pound burger in, I believe, 2.4 seconds I ingested the entire burger. It's pretty impressive. And I didn't bite my fingers, and that's how good the burger was. I'm almost biting the fingers sort of burger moment. I think that's like one of the skills you need to have at the Super Bowl is the ability to consume a lot of food quickly and then get back on the air. And I, I, I actually physically watched you do it, and I was pretty impressed. Yeah, there was, there was, there was some gasps from the crowd. There were women were covering the <laughs> eyes of their children. Um, but there were other people that were nodding their head like, I get it. I get it. That's, that's part of it the par for the course. It wasn't quite as uncomfortable watching you eat as it is uh, Peyton Manning. I, when he gets a hold of something on camera, especially. It's, Does uh, anybody look good eating? Nobody looks great eating, but he looks more animalistic than most humans when he consumes things, you know? Well, I think it's because so much of what we've seen Peyton in is advertisements where, you know, it's scripted television and edited. We think it's like the it's like a beautiful woman going to the bathroom. You just can't imagine, can't visualize a beautiful woman going to the bathroom. I had no idea you'd go to that analogy, but I guess that makes sense. You can't imagine Peyton Manning. No one looks good eating. Right? There isn't any human being that is eating food, that is consuming yeah. food. Now, maybe drinking out of a straw, beautiful woman, lips looking at you, <laughs> winking or smiling, that's attractive. But taking a big bite out of something, like, uh, yeah, not so much. Which is ironic because that's typically where the first date occurs. I mean, if, you've, if you meet a, a single lady and you're single, you're typically going to be like, let's have dinner tonight. Let's have some sushi or which something. Which is why they get something that they can just pick at. Because picking at it is different than yeah. grabbing something and eating it or even opening your mouth. It's a, but it's a very... It's also one of the reasons that I think your parents teach your manners, not because you only want to have your good manners, but because they want to marry you off and get you out of their house. And if you eat with your mouth open, smacking, as my, my kids like to now, say. Now, John Ramos, our guy, I see that guy eat every day, and he's a terror because, you know, he's got to eat before he uh, comes back to being live, and he, he's, he's got to be playing sound. So John Ramos could eat with the best of them. I'm not, I've, I've learned that that's one of the, his greater skills, to be honest. That's one of his greater skills? John, what do you think? Are, are you a good fast eater, you think? Yeah, it's not good, though. I was faster when I was younger, but I think I need to slow down because as you get older, you probably don't want to be eating too fast. You need some digestive Digest some, you know, process. Speaking, yeah. of, speaking of eating too fast and spitting food out, <laughs> did you guys see the All Star Draft last night? 
on TNT when James Harden and Rudy Gobert were the last two available to be picked. This is a really strange format. I can't believe they do this with all the egos. They actually have a draft and people are last picked. Well, they always, Gobert is always, was last yeah. last year and was set to be last this year. And then Kevin Durant, of course, just played with James Harden and James Harden yeah. wanted to go. He ends up passing on, yeah. on James Harden. That was amazing. You yeah. could not have timed it out any better for the NBA. Yep. And then LeBron playing it off, covering his mouth, covering his face with the clipboard was, was, was outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding stuff. Uh, Byer, did you see how fast they ate that hamburger? It was amazing. It was, yeah. I mean, there's, there, were, there were people gathered around watching, cheering, chanting. You would have telling, taken bronze if it was a Winter yeah. Games yeah, event. Listen, Joey Chestnut, I think, uh, would have beaten me. But, and, and maybe, what's the Kobayashi? <laughs> Those two would have gotten me. But I don't think anyone else would have. I just don't. Don't think so. Uh, Melvin Gordon is going to join us upcoming next. The former Charger and Bronco uh, will give us his thoughts on the Rams running game. That's upcoming next on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. 